I'm Vaughn. And we have no idea what we're talking about this week because we have not seen each other all week. We have both been working all week and we've been too busy to actually get together and figure out what the podcast is about. We haven't watched any baseball this week. Which should be a sin. It's terrible. Um, but Vaughn had to work on your breathing into the mic. Huh? Um, Vaughn had to work Friday night, so we weren't able to see any baseball games then. And I know that the Astros game is on right now as we are recording, so we haven't had a chance to watch it yet. So I apologize. This podcast is going to be kind of baseball light. Yeah. But maybe Unfortunately. We, maybe we can get Vaughn telling some stories about when he played baseball and you know, kind of scratch that itch a little bit. But one thing that we did this weekend is the kids have rats. We talked about going to Canton um, several weeks ago. We talked about what Canton was, and, you know, it's this big giant flea market. And there's a place down there where you can actually um, buy and sell animals. All kinds of pets. Yeah, all kinds of, I mean, they've got, you know, chinchillas and birds and... Sugar gliders. Sugar gliders, yeah, just everything. Uh, Well, the kids brought home rats a few weeks ago, and they have been living in these hamster cages because that's all we had and they were the cages are really small very small too small for a rat and the rats have just been outgrowing the cages and we didn't know what we're going to do so we actually went to PetSmart today and got a cage that can be used for a ferret or a rabbit or rats or you know it's just like it's a much bigger cage it's how tall is that it's about three foot tall three foot wide and about Maybe Almost two, feet, two foot deep. Two feet deep. It, it's a sizable case. It's got little levels and stuff in it that the right. rats can run up and down. And uh, they seem to really be liking it. They've never been in the same enclosure together. They've always been in separate cages. And so for the first 30 minutes that they were in this cage, they just chased each other around. And they were just exploring, learning their new environment, I guess. And they've got Climbing the walls, climbing the sides, going up and down the ladders, trying to just, just checking everything out. And it's so neat watching them. We've got them actually there next to the TV in the in the living room, so you can see them. They're right there in the middle of everything, and and they look like they're having a lot of fun together. Yeah, a little bit too much fun if you think about it, though. One of them is having a little more fun than the other one. Um, they're having, both girl rats. It's having an identity crisis or confusion. Well, you know, they say that homosexuality exists in just about every species in the world, and I think ours are exhibiting that. Because. My son's female rat keeps dry humping our daughter's female rat. And, and our constantly doing it and chasing it around, rat. hiking it up, up on there and just going after it real quick. And it's got nothing to go after it with. So we're not really sure what it's doing. We check. They are both girls. Yeah. So I, I really don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with two gay rats. <laughs> well, I don't think they're both gay because the other one's not seeming to like it too much. <laughs> She well, keeps yelling, get off me. Yeah. They're cute, though. Uh, and I'm They're glad very that, pretty rats, though. They are very pretty Solid rats. Solid white, a little bit of tan color. Well, um, the our daughter's rat has a little bit more white on her than our son's rat. Right. So, but but they're very pretty rats. They're not they're not like solid white or anything. They're they're beigey with white spots. But they're really pretty, though. Yeah. They're messy as heck, though. Yeah, there's litter all over the floor. We're going to have to do something about that. That's going to be a constant cleanup battle right there. Yeah. Well, well. We'll get it done, though. Yeah. It's worth it, though, just to get them rats out of them poor little small hamster cages. 
I don't like having them in a cage at all. I just don't want rats loose in my house. Right. I don't think animals should be caged. I mean, that's just that's just me. I, right. I don't think they belong in a cage. But if you're going to have pets, you need to take care of them and give them as much room as possible. Yep. And the so, cage is to keep them safe. So. Right. Keep them away from the dogs. Right. Can you imagine? Because we've got, we've got chihuahuas and a couple of terriers. And this is going to be interesting the first time that we let the terrier inside because he has not seen the rat cage. Oh, he's going to go probably bat crazy. He's going to go probably a little nuts. Because terriers, they were bred to kill rats. So we're going to have to keep him away from that cage. It's yeah. up off the ground, though. He can't get to it. Oh, yeah. And he can't get to him even if he did. So it's fine. But he'll probably scare the crap out of the rats. But <laughs> maybe he'll get his nose up there too close and one of the rats will get him and he'll leave him alone after that. It'll be funny. He he's a funny dog too because he when when there's new things that happen around the house, he doesn't react to them very well. He freaks out. He's he's a scaredy cat or scaredy dog. Scaredy dog. Yeah, scaredy dog. He uh, he's a really good watchdog. <laughs> but he should be a weenie dog. He should be a weenie dog. <laughs> he's a really good watchdog, but he's a terrible guard dog. He will bark at everything. But he, I know, like he there's a tree hides. across the road that moves when the wind blows. Uh huh. And he protects us from that tree. He does protect us from the tree. He barks at that tree every time it moves. And when Vaughn's uh, son comes over, when Alex comes over, um, Ditto the terrier goes crazy. Does not like him at does all. Does not like Alex at all. Growls at him. Even I think the last time that Alex was here, um, Ditto actually didn't go nuts. Yeah. And that's the first time. But he still wouldn't even take a treat from him. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> And Ditto, Ditto loves treats. Not from him. But, but not from Alex. So, but they're all outside right now. We got a little pool in the backyard for them, for the dogs in the backyard. In the front yard. And there's one in the front yard. I think Ditto likes it more than the other dogs. He'll come in just dripping wet. Oh, yeah. Well, like, the last time I was out back mowing, he was like all but trying to hide in the pool where all <laughs> I could see was his little head sticking out. And then when I'd go past him, he'd bark at me. <laughs> Speaking of mowing... We need to mow. By the time we're going to be able to mow, we're going to need to rent a bush hog to get through all that grass out there. Right. It's it's high. I was actually walking the yard a while ago just to see if maybe if I could get on the mower and at least get some of it done. Right. Because it's horrible. It's knee high. It's going to be bad when we go to cut it. We're going to have to cut it once high we're gonna have to we're gonna have to basically mow it twice, twice when we mow it we're gonna have to cut it with a high setting and then go back over it with a lower setting yeah so i think it's even i think it's even thick enough and tall enough now that it would probably bog down our big zero turn probably yeah and uh but I, it's rained what every day for the last Two week or and three a half? weeks no last couple of weeks last couple of, and, and i'm not talking like this is not rain that's going to show up on the radar but at our house it has rained just about every single day. Yeah. At our at significant rain, half an inch or more. Well, then I know that one day this week I was actually going to get up because we actually went about two to three days without rain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to mow. Started getting my clothes on, bam, downpour. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And it, it, it'll, the, the day will start out just beautiful. You know, there's big puffy clouds in the sky, blue skies. You know, 80 degrees outside, just this beautiful, wonderful day. And then about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it just comes an absolute downpour. Downpour, yeah. And it'll rain for an hour, and it'll be done. But it's just enough. 
rain every day to keep that yard a little too soppy to dry to mow. Yeah, because we've got some holes in our, or like soppy spots, like low spots in our yard, and you can't get the mower through it. No. We tried. We're, Cricket tried, and twice I had to get a strap in the four-wheel drive truck and go get her out of the mud. And once when you were not here, I got it stuck in the ditch, and I had to pull it out with the truck by myself, so that was fun. Oh, nice. Of course, there, there, I, I actually kind of like using your truck. Um, there, there was a one time when I, I was on a walk um, down our road, and as I was coming back, this is when Vaughn was uh, over the road truck driving, so he right. wasn't here. Uh, but his truck was here because I had dropped him off at his big rig and, and then brought the truck back. But as I was walking, I heard something, and the neighbor's two houses down from us, um, he had his his big dually truck, dually truck stuck in his front yard because it had been raining and couldn't get it out. And um, I called Vaughn and asked him if he minded me, you know, running down to the neighbors. We didn't know these neighbors, but I was like, well, you know, I've, I've got to help them if I can. So I called him and asked him if he minded me taking his truck down there and seeing if I could help drag the guy out. He said, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, just let me know when you get down there. Let me know when you get back. And uh, so I went down there and when I got there, the neighbor on the other side of this guy had come over with his gator, which I don't know if you know what a gator is. It's it's kind of like a souped-up four-wheeler uh, that's got a top on it. kind of looks like a souped-up golf cart. Right. It's a four-wheel drive golf cart is what it is. An and off-road and golf cart. Off-road and golf cart. So he had this gator attached to the front of this of this dually pickup truck and was trying to pull it out of this hole that this guy had dug. <laughs> and the gator was just kind of making this weird clicking noise. <laughs> Not moving anywhere. <laughs> not, not moving in an inch, not even a little bit. And uh, I said, guys, you know, I think I can help. You know, just let me let me see what I can do. So I backed the truck up there, um, attached the straps, throw it in four low, and then ease my way forward. And the strap got tight, and it just pulled that truck right out, pulled that big dually truck right out. And uh, the guy was so grateful because there was no way he was getting out of this hole he had dug. He was, he was buried up to the axles. And uh, he he said he was going to pay for it the next day because he was going to have to tell his buddies that his Ford truck got dragged out by, or his Dodge truck his got Dodge dragged truck. out by a Ford. Because we've got a Ford truck and he had a Dodge. He said he was going to get ragged on pretty hard by his buddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, his big dually manly truck got pulled out by a girl driving a four-wheel drive Ford truck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was saved by a girl in a Ford. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take whatever help the universe sends your way. And that day it was me. I was the superhero. So that was fun. Well, that's the same neighbors that I saw his mom walking up and down the street one day with a very distraught look on her face trying to call somebody. And her English wasn't too good. Mm-hmm. And I tried to ask her if she, if she needed help with something because she looked like she was really upset. And come to find out her car was dead mm-hmm. and wouldn't start. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll be right there. Because <laughs> she was trying to get, I don't know if she just couldn't get, I don't know what cell phone provider she used, but she didn't get no signal. Well, our, was, our cell phone reception is not great out here. And so she was trying to get in touch with somebody, and I went, I drove down there and jumped her off, and she was like, oh, thank you so much. She was So it, it just feels good to help people when they need it, because you never know when it's going to come the time where you're the one that's going to need the help. That's right. I always pay that stuff forward. And that's what we try to do, Yeah, is, is make sure that we're helping out as many people as we possibly can, because it may be on someone's side of the road one day. 
Exactly. And you never know where that help is going to come from. And I'd like to think I've put enough goodness out into the universe that eventually it's going to come back. Oh, it's going to come back on you. <laughs> it's totally going to come back on you one day. That just sounds really ominous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the good karma was coming back. Something's going to come yeah, back. Yeah, something's definitely going to come back. Well, we actually ate at a wonderful restaurant this afternoon. We ate there last oh, week. We so got to we got to talk about this restaurant. Can we talk can we say the name? It was Tia Juanitas. I'll say Tia Juanitas. And they've got it's it's what fish camp. Tia Juanitas Fish Camp is what it's called. And it's a green building and it's got just stuff written Everywhere. all over it. It's got like Flavor Town written across it, which I'm wondering if that's a copyright violation with a uh, Guy Fieri, but I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, it's got uh, live music uh, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Um, it's got a bar in there. It's got, like, all this stuff just hanging on the walls. And I, how would you describe it? I, Mexican and Cajun fusion? Yeah, because you can get, because Cricket, the last two times we've gone there, has got this amazing food that she has let me eat some of. It was seafood enchiladas. Yes. And holy crap, those were good. It's it's seafood like shrimp inside the enchilada, and it's got mozzarella cheese inside of it, and the sauce over the top of it is pepper jack queso. And then it's served with gigantic shrimp and scallops. And then, of course, your beans and rice like you would get at a Mexican restaurant. And oh my goodness, so good. Now, the first time we went there, I got the nachos. Eh, go without those again. Those weren't too good. But what'd you get this time? Today, Bob? I got the blackened alligator bite tacos, and those were freaking amazing. We all got to eat some of the alligator, it was really good. You can, it's really easy to screw up alligator, and they did a good job. Yeah, it was, they did a very good job. It was some good stuff. But I, I don't know how else to describe this place other than to just call it Cajun Mexican uh, because it's kind of a it's a weird mixture of the two. Um, but you can get fish there. You can get Mexican food there. You can get... Don't blow across the mic. Well, I'm trying to get rid of a stupid fly. <laughs> Bugging the crap out of me. Hardy har har. You and your bad dad jokes. He's been telling dad jokes for like the last hour. <laughs> You say they're bad, but you were laughing at them. So I was up. laughing at them. It was really funny. I can't help it. I like stupid jokes, which explains why I married you. Lay <gasps> gasp. Lay gasp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for um, bearing with us on the technical difficulties from last week. We had some issues. I think we got them fixed this week, so that's a good Let's thing. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, oh, I need to tell about my new addition to the Shea household. Yes, you, go ahead. I have a new gun in my gun safe now. So It is pretty. <laughs> it is a 6.5 Creedmoor, which is basically like a souped-up 308 long-range rifle. They said it's you can use it for deer hunting, but you probably need to use it for elk hunting at 
a distance or no, greater or, than 300 yards. Or at least if you're going to shoot deer with it, he said it needs to be long 300 range. yards, yeah. 300 yards or longer. Two to th- At least two to 300 yards or more. Because otherwise it'll just go straight through the deer and the deer won't even feel it. Yeah. So the bullet travels, the, the velocity of it is really high. Mm-hmm. And so something that's close by, it won't do a whole lot of damage to. And you don't want to do that when you go hunting. No, you don't want to wound a deer. You no, want to, you even want to, if you get a good shot, you don't. If you shoot it with something like that, it's not gonna. It's not gonna do its job. What what it's meant to do. You got to get something that's got some meat behind it, some punch. Because what, Vaughn and I go deer hunting, but we do not believe in shooting every single time you get the chance. Because you need to make sure you've got a good shot so that you don't accidentally wound the deer right. and then it goes off somewhere else and suffers and dies. You know, you want to drop it and and it's over with very quickly for the deer. I mean, the, the last few deer that I have gotten, I have not had to track very much. Actually, the one I shot last year pretty much fell within about five feet of where mm. I shot it. And I gave up a shot on... A 10-point deer. I know this was a... He was every bit of 10 points. It's huge. But I gave up a shot on him because I, I, he was facing away from me. And I had a three-quarter angle on him. I'd have shot him in the butt and it wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. So... And I, and I wasn't going to wound such a beautiful animal. No. I, I felt bad. If you don't have a clean shot, you don't shoot. Yeah, I felt bad even aiming at him to begin with because he was so gorgeous. You right. Know, I, I would almost rather take pictures of him and be like, yes, I shot that on my camera Here's, you know what I mean? Sure. Cameras don't <laughs> fill up the freezer, honey. They don't fill up the freezer, but... They could be this beautiful, majestic deer, but if he turns broadside, <laughs> he's going in the freezer. <laughs> but I, I'm, I guess I'm just not one of those people that likes having dead animals hanging on the walls. It just seems a little macabre sometimes, I guess. Yeah. I dated somebody one time who was that kind of person who there there he his parents had just they had a basically a hunting lodge and there was just animals everywhere and i i don't know i've I, just never done it cuz it's too damn expensive it's expensive and i don't know it's just a little i know i know a lot of people like doing it maybe like if you have like like if i had something i'd put it up in my game room or something but i wouldn't put it up in like the living room yeah so. And, and I, I mean, maybe do the antler thing instead of like the whole head. It's called a European mount. Okay, so do the European mount. Right. You know, that, to me, that's a little less icky. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like, well, now, one of the funniest mounts I ever saw was one of my brother-in-laws. He had a doe, a doe's backside butt mounted on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I saw it, I had to ask, you know, I was like, dude, seriously, why do you have that mounted on your wall? <laughs> he said, that's a reminder that that's the end of all my doe hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, that's valid. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, he was one of those that had, he had deer, he had fish, he had an alligator head, he had hogs. Mm-hmm. He has a full body mount of an odd dad. Mm-hmm. So, because where he used to go hunting at was this massive, for this company he worked for, it was a massive, it was a 25,000 acre lease in mm-hmm. South Texas. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when you go up to the camp thing there, you know, there's other people that go out there. They have this huge aerial photograph of the entire area. And they have markers everywhere on the map where there is a hunting stand. Mm -hmm. And whatever areas you plan on hunting in that next day, you have to go put a tag with your name on it on that stand. So if anybody else shows up, you never have to worry about running across someone else out there because you're like, okay, well, somebody's over here, somebody's over there. I'm going to get away from all that. I'm going to be over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to so everybody knows where everybody's at. Right. But there's there's um, exotic game ranches that are around there. Every now and then something happens, and one of them, somehow one of them animals get out. Oh, gee, I wonder how that happens. And that's how they get those audat. That's how he got the audat. Mm-hmm. It was from the exotic game ranch that. It was beside them. They got out of their fence somehow and got into their lease. And so, on the lease property, buddy, sorry. So, he yeah. dropped it, and he's got a full body mount of it. It's pretty cool looking, though. Well, this this guy that I used to date, his uh, his parents had a uh, an elk. I can't remember how big their property was. It was a couple hundred, 300 acres, something like that. But they had elk on that property, and they would take people out there to hunt the elk. And I can remember, um, you know, you're not supposed to mess with the natural wildlife and, of course, he had the big game fences to keep things in and to keep other things out. Right. Occasionally, in a pasture where there was no elk, occasionally a gate would be open to the outside world, and there would be corn somewhere near the gate. And if some deer just happened to wander in, he might close the gate behind them because they just wandered in on their own. It was the weirdest thing. Right. You know, and... So he would he would take people out there and, and hunt deer and hunt elk and uh, he had uh, one of those spiky horned ones black bucks black bucks and and I got to go on an exotic game hunt once and we yeah, got to shoot uh, we shot a psyka a fallow and two black bucks okay he had fallow deer out there I remember yeah. that we used to say that he should release a lion on the property and then if you can like get your get your kill away from the lion then you get to keep it for free that sort of thing right <laughs> really really even the odds for the animals a little bit play pin the tail on the lion if you can get the tail on the lion and survive you get to hunt for free <laughs> but i didn't realize you know you you don't you don't realize how big elk are until you see them in person massive you know people don't realize how small deer are until you see them in person deer are actually pretty small Especially the deer in East Texas, they're they're not they're not huge body. No, so you got that backwards. No, no, no. It, okay. Over in the, West Texas, you're gonna have smaller body deer but bigger antlers. Over in East Texas, you're not gonna get as the racks as big, but the body of the deer are bigger here. But a big body deer is still pretty small compared to an elk, yes, and, and yeah, or a moose. And compared to to the picture that people have in their minds of what a deer is like, right? Because a deer. What 130, 140 pounds? Maybe. They're they're not they're not big, and uh, you know you'll get deer sometimes that are that are two hundred pounds, but they they're old and bucks and it, it doesn't happen very often. Not like the hogs you see. Good no, gosh, some things get massive. Yeah, tell them about the hogs that you see out there at, at your job. Oh, they're out there every night, just about. Yeah, about pretty 10, ones. He sent me some pictures to, of about them. ten to fifteen of them. Yeah. Every freaking night, and all the time, it seems like they've got new babies with them. Yeah, and, and that, so, that's one thing you got to watch out for on these hunting leases is you don't want hogs on them hunting leases because they scare away the deer. 
and uh, you know we'll, we'll go out there to my parents' land. This is where we hunt every year, and you know we try to scare the hogs away because they'll they get. If you get overran by hogs, you won't have many deer there. Right, and that that's what that property is kind of facing right now is it's overrun by hogs. I'm not sure what the solution is. We don't have anybody that's dedicated out there just killing hogs. To kill them or trap them or do, do something. Yeah. But I was, I was curious about something. This is this is kind of wildly off topic, but you might know the answer to this. Do spices have an expiration date? Spices? Yeah, like the stuff in your spice rack. Well, I know that we had some onion powder that I went to go use a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was one big clump. <laughs> so... I don't know. But uh, did it expire or did it just get water in it? I think it might have just got some condensation in it or something, maybe. I don't know. It's somebody, a weird segue. Yeah, it, I, I apologize for the weird segue, but, you know, somebody had asked that on Facebook. Do spices have an expiration date? And nobody had a really good answer for that, so I didn't know well, if maybe you knew. To answer that question, why didn't somebody just go get a spice and see if it has an expiration date on it? Well, it's got expiration dates on it, but... They're not a perishable item. You know what I mean? It's not like something you have to keep in your refrigerator to keep it fresh. Right. It's, it's a dried open. leaf. Yeah. So does a dry leaf have an expiration date? Like a, like a legitimate time that it stops working? Well, I, I'm sure that over time it'll probably <clears throat> lose its potency. You think that's what it is? Maybe that's why it's maybe not been an expiration date, but one of those best if used by dates that you know you'll see on them. Yeah. Just because you know after a while, they just don't work as good. Mm-hmm. It's like just like your Tylenols and stuff like that, your pain meds. If you keep them for too long, they start they losing their ability. Efficacy to do, is the word you're looking for. They stop losing their ability to do what they're designed to do. Or efficacy. I don't care about their ecstasy. Have you been taking ecstasy? Is this your problem? No, I've been drinking Dos Equis. <laughs> what are you my bottle's empty. Would you like another one? Yep. Hey. Kiddo. Go go get Daddy a beer. Will you please? Yeah, <laughs> shut the rat cage. I don't feel like chasing rats to the house. <laughs> Our son is sitting over at the rat cage playing with the rats. <laughs> He's trying to get him used to him. He doesn't play with his rat enough. That sounded dirty. I wasn't supposed to. Oh, there we go. Get that sound on. We got that sound loud and clear on the microphone. Oh, I can actually hear you drink. Everybody, everybody, this is Vaughn drinking a beer. God dang, that's good. (laughs) Oh, where were we? Oh, speaking of our son. (laughs) I've got a wonderful picture of our son. On our couch. <laughs> and the situation that he put himself in was quite hilarious. Because I've been talking to my sister for the last few days. And some people that she knows have a swimming pool. And we were going to try to take the kids swimming. But then again, you know, lightning and raining every day. Now, rain, no problem. Take the kids swimming. Doesn't matter. They're going to get wet anyway. Right. But it's been lightning with it. So we couldn't take them because it's just too dangerous. So he knew that he was going to get to go swimming soon. So he was like, hey, I need to get used to wearing my swimming goggles. So he was starting to wear 
And it reminds me of what was the kid on, what did on uh, Christmas Story? One of the kids that was always walking around wearing goggles all the time. Or one of those movies mm-hmm. like that. But he was walking around the house with his swimming goggles on. And he climbed up on the couch and he fell asleep with his swimming goggles, his Xbox headset, listening to his phone. Yeah. And, and on top of that, he was wearing his mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his COVID mask. Yeah, he was wearing his COVID mask. He just walked up to us holding his phone with a message typed out on it and says, please no. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know who you are, so it's fine. Everybody's going to like this story, I promise. But <laughs> and, and, and it's not the only situation he's ever found himself in. Uh, back when people were posting different pictures of stuff that they've done to their children and everything. Dad stacking. I had about 12 empty Coke cans uh-huh. stacked up on his forehead and uh-huh. some other part of his body and took a picture of it and showed yep. it to him later. <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny kid. He's a great kid. He's, what a, he is. he's an awesome kid. I'm glad we have him. And just like other kids, too, there's a, a guy that I work with. <laughs> a guy that I work with has two very young kids. Uh, the oldest boys. one is probably five. No, they're like three and four. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're young, and he's always talking about how much his kids love gummy worms, right? And he said it's so funny. He said he's not even sure where he gets it from because the kids have never watched wrestling, but he learned very quickly that if he that one of their favorite things is gummy worms, that he could not buy a bag of gummy worms for the kids to share. So he had to get two smaller bags, one for each kid, because his youngest one started when he would bring home a bag of gummy worms, but just whatever he had, he would throw down on the ground, look at his older brother, who's like a year older, and yell, cage match! And he's like, no, 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 you don't have to fight, I brought two bags. <laughs> but, so every now and then, I'll, I'll, we'll go pick up some gummy worms, and when I take them to work, I'll give them to the boys. And he said that now they'll even they'll both yell cage match and go well, want to go beat up their dad to get the gummy worms from him. <laughs> but uh, a few weeks ago we got him some. Gummy they're not snakes. gummy worms; they're gummy snakes. Don't they have the two heads on them? Yeah, yeah and so they're twin snakes. snakes. And he took those to him, and it was so funny because like a few nights after that at work, he said he called me while we were still at work. He said, "Dude." Where did you get these gummy snakes at? I've been looking everywhere for them. I said, you know, honestly, I can't remember. I'll have to ask my wife where she found them at, and we'll try to get you some more of them. Because they called him six times that night while he was at work <laughs> saying, Daddy, don't forget our gummy snakes. And they were, he said they were very particular about it. It wasn't just regular gummy worms. They do worms. not want the gummy worms. They want the gummy snakes. Right. The gummy snakes, Daddy. Get us the gummy snakes. Don't forget the gummy snakes. And every time they would call, because like, you know, we work night shift, mm-hmm. and so he and I both have headsets, and we talk to each other pretty much until we lose signal. <laughs> we're on the phone with each other, because it just kind of breaks up the night. You know, mm-hmm. it gives you somebody to talk to. It kind of makes the night go by faster. And uh, we always let each other know which area we're going to. That way, at least somebody knows where the other person is all the time. You know, kind of help out with that safety kind of deal. But... I would be on the phone with him that night, and he's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what? He goes, this is my dang kids calling him again. Hang on. I'll call you back. And I said, was it? I said, was your kiddos again? Yes. Daddy, don't forget the gummy snakes. 
gummy snakes, not the worms. We want the snakes. <laughs> but it was a constant thing that he was going through that night with those kids. <laughs> and we got him some more gummy snakes today, so I'll take them to work tomorrow for him to take home to the boys. And it was funny because I sent him a picture of the gummy snakes. And his first response was, LOL, cage match. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I responded to him and said, well, I'm just trying to get you beat up. He says, man, I whooped them kids. <laughs> and then my wife answered him back on my phone and says, that's extremely loud, son. Yeah. says, well, you're outnumbered. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> so they will eventually get him. <laughs> Here, just leave that there. Hey, yeah, just pick the chair up and move it. Don't, Here, help. don't slide. Come on, push there we go. This is the fun of, of doing a podcast when you're when you're in your house and everybody is around. Don't walk off um, with that. Clean it yeah. up again. I told you that's going to be a constant battle, y'all cleaning up that crap that's in the bottom of that cage that they're throwing out everywhere. The rats are having a good old time in their cages. They're slinging the, the, the soft little bedding that we've got in the bottom there. They're slinging it out as they run. And so it ends up on the floor. So that's... That's going to be a constant battle, cleaning that up all the time. I think we need to try to figure out if there's some other type of bedding that we can get for that that maybe won't be quite so messy, but I don't know if there is. Well, I honestly think that we put it in there wrong. I mean, I don't think it goes on the top of that, that little... I don't think it should have either. I think yeah. it should have went. Well, when we clean What did you stop for? You're only halfway done, bud. <laughs> hey, Mr. Distracted by Shiny Things, put the phone down and finish sweeping that crap up. What is he doing? For what? <laughs> this is dead air. Nobody's going to no. want to listen to dead air. I'm not getting are... a tub. <laughs> oh, my. I, people, I apologize. This is this is going to be the, the worst podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I swear our kids going around thinking, what can I do to make the most noise possible? <laughs> Only because my parents are doing a podcast and they told me to be quiet. <laughs> Knuckleheaded. This is awful. <laughs> no, this is life. This oh, is what happens. This is what happens when you have kids. And that's okay. You know, I wouldn't trade them for anything, so it's okay. That is true. I love my kids to death, even though they... I don't always like them, but I always love them. Well, I don't always like you, but I always love you, so it's okay. I mean, it's nothing in the rule book that says you have to always like your kids. You're just supposed to always love them. <laughs> Okay, what are we talking about now? You were talking about your beer that you were drinking. I'm drinking flavored water this week. Flavored water? Flavored water. Because water tastes like water, and I don't like the taste of water. Especially, what, the, the stuff that we got in our in our water dispenser actually tastes pretty good. Yeah. But I like putting... Well, those... it's not that water tastes good. It's just that this water doesn't taste bad. That's true. Tap water is... Ugh. Yeah. Tap water tastes like, sometimes it'll even taste like bleach, depending on what they've done at the water treatment facilities. But I mean, I wouldn't even give tap water to my snake. Right. Well, it, it shortens their lifespan. I give so, her bottled water. Yeah. And um, so, but this 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 uh, Yeti is full of raspberry, um, raspberry black tea flavored water, which is actually pretty good. I have uh, Dos Equis beer flavored water. It's pretty good. You know, if you ask a Canadian what you are drinking, that's exactly what they would tell you. It would be beer-flavored water. Because you know what American beer is is like, right? That's not American beer. It's close enough to American beer. It's Mexican beer. But do you know what American beer is? 
Beer. It's like making love in a canoe. Huh? It's fucking close to water. Oh. <laughs> I just think if you did that in a canoe, that'd be really dangerous. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because, you know me. You'd flip I'm, over. <laughs> not doing it. No, ma'am. Don't, if we ever go out canoeing, don't you offer that because I'm telling you right now, I ain't doing it. Well, you can offer it all you want to, but mm-mm, no, ma'am. I don't want to go out canoeing. Kayaking, maybe. But Not canoeing is Canoeing requires two people to um, work together, and I don't think you and I are quite that in sync. I liked having our little kayaks where we were just kind of by ourselves. Yeah, that's true. And they're easier to steer. I wouldn't get in a ca- canoe with you. I'd flip it. No. That quick. Because you'd probably hit me in the head with the oar and play, mm-hmm. tell, the, tell the police he fell in. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess he hit his head on a rock on the bottom when he went down. Weirdest damn thing. Eaten by a gator while he was out there. It's so weird. He fell off, and as he was falling, his shoestring got tangled up with a cinder block. I don't know where that came from. It's the weirdest thing. Strange. <laughs> I, would... I need to shut up. I need to quit giving you ideas. I watch enough crime stories that I think oh, I can probably... Oh, my God, no. Scare me the first time. He's like, well, what are you watching? Oh, How to Get Away with Murder. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Um, can you maybe watch something else here? <laughs> the first season was good of that show. Um, I just, I felt like it was like forcing the drama in the second season. I was just a little irritated. I had to stop watching it in the second season. I was really frustrated by it. But I'm talking about stuff like Dateline and 2020 and some of these like true crime stories i feel like i've watched enough of those that i could probably get away with your murder if i so need y'all to hear it. that if you ever hear a podcast start it's just cricket one's not here you know what happened <laughs> I, I would have somebody who maybe sounded kind of like you on the podcast i did not like... commit mur- uh, suicide <laughs> i did not hang myself she caught me she slipping. She caught me slipping. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> you need to pull out some of those dad jokes that you were telling earlier and tell some of the dad jokes. What were some of those? I don't know. I've blinked since then. I can't remember. What do ni- what what shoes do ninjas wear? Sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> those were great. Uh, what do you get when you cross a snowman and a vampire? Yeah, frostbite. Frostbite. I like this one. It says, my wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of directions. So I just packed up my stuff and write. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I love dumb jokes. I don't know why. I like this so one. How do you make holy water? You boil, boil the, the hell, hell out, out of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking up more over there? Yeah. I bought shoes from a drug dealer today. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Hey, let me ask you a question. This is something that's shown up on the internet here recently. Um, And actually, you know how you hear about these big stories and you're like, well, I don't know anybody that this has ever happened to. You know, so it can't, you know, maybe it's not real or, you know, you think it, it happens outside of your sphere of reference. So it doesn't feel like a real thing, right? Outside your little personal bubble. Exactly. I actually know somebody this happened to. So this is, this is kind of, you know, it's like more real. People are getting packets of seeds shipped to them from China 
with no explanation. Just random seeds. And what, are they thinking we're getting a, ha- a handle on COVID, so now they're trying to send us something else? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, the authorities are like, please don't plant these seeds because we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what they're laced with. We don't know why they're here. But people, like, that happened to one of my Facebook friends. She she posted a picture of the seeds that she got. She said, I'm not going to plant them, obviously. not going to plant them because we don't know what they are. Some super Death Star plant. She, yeah, she got in touch oh, with. Oh, like, Little Shop of Horrors. Exactly, the big man-eating Feed plant. Feed me Seymour. You know, that's another movie I need to watch that I haven't ever watched. You've never seen that? I've never Little seen Shop Little of Shop of Horrors. Like, I know, kind of know the story, but I've never seen it. Why did I marry you? You missed all the greatest <laughs> movies. You know how I was raised. <laughs> yeah, talking about that bubble. That was a little bubble. One of these days, we're going to go into how I was raised and why I have missed out on 25 years of pop culture. Right. Oh my god! Anyway, you the seeds. Anyway, the seeds. I need to look this up. Yeah, look it up. It's random seeds coming from China. But my seeds. friend got in touch with the local authorities seeds to find out what from, she's supposed oh, to be doing. I typed in S E E, and it auto- and the first thing it gave me was <coughs> seeds from China in mail. Yeah. <laughs> But now, there, there's a couple of theories about why this is happening. Of course, the, the most obvious theory is that China is trying to start something uh, by sending us seeds that maybe contain chemicals. Oh, you know what like, they're doing? They're trying to, they're doing something, they're, they got something bigger planned, and right now they're just planting seeds. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> gosh why did you why did you derail what i was saying for that it's awful i'm so sorry people this is a terrible podcast well it says that some of them have been morning glory seeds hibiscus and roses as well as herbs and vegetables says anyone with unsolicited seeds is urged to not plant them and to alert local officials right and if i get some i'm calling 911 i've got i got chinese seeds come get them there's a couple of theories about why this is happening. Of course, there, the the obvious conspiracy theory is that China's trying to start something, and getting people to plant these seeds is a way to infiltrate our, you know, system or, or whatever. We, you know, with with bad hybrids. Um, I, I'm not sure how it all works, but that's one of the theories. The other theory is. Vaughn, do you remember when we were getting random packages from Amazon that we didn't order? Right, like, like, which was one of my. It's like they knew. Yeah, we. That How did wine, they know? It because was a wine glass holder. A wine glass holder, and we're like, we don't drink wine. Why at do that, we have that? At that point, and now we, we drink wine, and we're like, damn, we should have kept that holder. Right, <laughs> but but we didn't solicit the. We didn't order it. We didn't pay for it. It wasn't anything that showed up on our order history. Nothing. We just received like four or five packages in the mail with random stuff in it that was addressed to us, and they're thinking that the seeds thing is something like that. Maybe people are trying to boost their Amazon scores by sending out packages, and it just happens to be seeds. So, I don't know. It's very weird. If you get seeds in the mail, please don't plant them. Um, please contact your authorities. I'm going to make the news, because if I get them, I'm going to go make a garden. I'm going to plant them suckers and see what I get. <laughs> I'll plant. I'll post daily pictures. Day two. Chinese seeds. They may end up like Professor, uh, Professor. Oh, what uh, the magical legumes from the office? Oh, from the office. <laughs> I 
if I go out there after two days and they're three feet high, I'm going to go ahead and crank up the mower. <laughs> but then it'll spread it everywhere. <coughs> so this is um, not a cor- not on any subject that we've ever talked about today. But I know I haven't told anybody uh, where I work. And I'm not going to tell anybody exactly where I work. But I, I haven't ever gone into detail about what I do. Um, I rent cars for a living. That's what I do. And it's actually a lot of fun for me. It's a job that I enjoy doing. Um, but let me tell you. Except for when the Karens come in. Except for when the Karens come in. But, that, but that's you know, retail. That's just retail. That's You're going to meet those people. And you have to deal with those people. Uh, the good thing is I'm in management at this uh, car rental place. So I get to tell people to go pound sand if they're behaving inappropriately, which is nice. Um, but... Let me tell you, if you are going to rent a car, get the extra insurance every single time. See, it's like we were talking about the, today, because I was sitting there thinking, I wonder how much if car rental companies donate to movie-making companies. Because in every movie I have ever seen that has talked about somebody getting a rental car, and I like slam it into something like, oh, no, no, is this a rental car? What are you doing? And they always talk about, well, that's why you get the extra insurance. Yeah. Well, speaking from somebody who has seen it when people wreck the cars and don't have the insurance, get the extra insurance. You need it. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's ours is like 25 bucks. It's not like it's some expensive insurance that's going to make you go broke. But If you just have that car for a, you know... Four or five days, go ahead and spend the extra money because if something happens while you have that car, you will be paying so much more money than what you would have paid had you just gotten the insurance. Just just get it. I get it every time when I rent cars. <laughs> How many beers is that? Four. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and just so everybody knows. Vaughn is a lightweight. I'm a very lightweight drinker because I do not drink very often. I mean, I'll buy a 12-pack, and they'll last me for a while because I normally, sometimes I won't even drink at all. I may just drink one here and there on the weekends. Uh, but then every now and then, it's like tonight, and I open the fridge and I saw them. It's like, ooh, And I beer. heard them calling me. Ooh, beer. Like, come here. Drink me. <laughs> Vaughn has a little shoulder devil and a little shoulder angel. And his little shoulder devil was in the form of a beer this time. And his little shoulder angel was actually encouraging him to listen to the little shoulder devil. Oh, you didn't see my, sho- my, my shoulder angel? He had one of those those hats with the straws that come down into the beer cans. <laughs> he usually has Coke in them. And this time it was straight water up beer. bottle. He had little bitty Dos Equis bottles in his hat. And he was drinking them. <laughs> so he's like, this is what you need to do. And then my shoulder devil was like, you know, he was getting ready to start arguing. He's like, wait, no. No, no, I get it. Yeah, he's got to get a point. No, no, he's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> Quote from my favorite movie. Second favorite movie of Second all time. Okay, movie. so what's my favorite movie? Princess Bride. Absolutely, without question. 100%. I can quote the movie frontwards and backwards. Number two? Emperor's, Emperor's New, New Groove. Groove. Eh, eh. And it's my favorite movie. And everybody that knows me knows my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's Major League. Major League. And your second favorite movie is Bull Durham. Possibly. 
And then For Love of the Game is in there. And Field of Dreams is in there. Why Why do you like so many Kevin Costner movies? I like baseball movies. Apparently, Kevin Costner is a baseball fan because he keeps getting in baseball movies. He really does. I can think of three right off the top of my head yep. that he's in. But well, Crash Davis three. was... Is, I love Crash Davis. Well, no. It, Bull Durham has got that one quote about the long... That's Crash Davis. Yeah, the long, slow, wet kiss that lasts three, three days. days. I love that quote so much. Right. And it's I, just, my it favorite just, part of it, though, is when he's done with it and he starts walking <laughs> off. And Susan Sarandon is standing there, and she's just like, oh, my. <laughs> you know, my favorite part of that whole movie is when, okay, don't get me, don't, okay, so it's Crash Davis and. Nuke Lelouch. Nuke Lelouch. Ooh, I've got a story about Nuke Lelouch. Okay, I okay tell yeah, you. we have to tell that one, but, but let me tell you my favorite College. part of Bull Durham. No, let me tell you that. Okay, so Nuke was pitching, and he pissed off Crash, and Crash told the batter, what pitch was coming? Because he was calling, he was shaking his call, his signs off. Yeah, so he told the batter what was what he was, and, and the batter knocked it off the backboard. No, he hit the bull. He hit the bull, and the conversation that Crash and Nuke had was just freaking hilarious to me. <laughs> you told him what I was going to throw, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> He's like, I held it like an egg, and he scrambled it too. Did you see that? The guy hit the effing bull. <laughs> he gets a free steak. <laughs> And I could just imagine that happening in real life if a pitcher kept shaking off. But because okay, we talk about pitchers being the guys that run the whole field, but honestly, it's the catchers that do it because the they're catcher, the only. That's the only position that can see everything. Exactly, and so if the pitcher is not listening to his catcher, then there's a problem. Now there's. It also depends on how much trust that pitcher has in the catcher. Mm-hmm. Because I've had catchers in the past that I didn't 100% trust with everything. Mm-hmm. And I've had some catchers that just straight up said, hey, dude, whatever you want to throw, throw. I said, all right, well, you just hold up signs, just random signs. And if I think, yeah, that'll be a good pitch, I'll throw it. If not, I'll shake it off and you get going to get one I like. Mm-hmm. You know, but some, But for the most part, the catchers I've had – had a pretty good idea of how to face certain pitchers, certain hitters, but sometimes they get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And as a pitcher, you can't be scared to shake them off. Right, but you also can't not take them into consideration. You can't be a total a hole and think right. that you're running the whole thing. It, it's a it's a collaboration between. But you'll see a lot of times, like if you watch in games, sometimes you'll see a, a pitcher may shake off a few signs and the catcher called time. He'll go up and talk to the pitcher about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're thinking, okay, well, I thought this was this. Why are you not wanting to do this? You know, mm-hmm. and they'll kind of talk about it for a second, get get on the same page, and then the catcher will go back and they'll go back to business. You know, because there's so many pitching charts, there's hitting charts. Mm-hmm. I mean. Everything is about okay. Well, we know this guy can't hit this pitch. This is what you got to throw to this guy, and it can be like, yeah, he may not can hit it, but the last time I hit it, he hit one that landed two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you have to mix it up. So, well, see, I didn't know this until last baseball season, till last year when um, when Vaughn cued me in. The and I'm sure everybody listening here already knows this, which makes me the dummy. But no. everybody learns something new every day, and I learned this is something new I learned. Um, when the pitcher, when the catchers are going through their signs, on the first time they throw that sign, 
it, it may be, okay, we're doing the third sign that I call. That's the actual pitch that you do. And the next time it'll be the fourth sign that I call. And that's the actual pitch that you do. And the next time it'll be the, you know, whatever. And, the, and they, They'll mix it up with runners on base. They mix it up with runners on base. But there's a pattern to what they're calling. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, the pitcher will either lose his place or won't like the pattern. And he'll make this little motion with his hand. This like says turning start a wheel. over. Like turning a wheel? It's basically starting the rotation over start again. Start the rotation over again. Start with the first sign again, and let's go from there. Yeah. And so now so I'm would, seeing it all the time yeah. when I'm watching these games. and It's, it's just like a neat little inside so baseball So we always thing. did first sign indicator is what we did the most of the time. Mm -hmm. Which is like if the first sign he gives me is a one, then the pitch he wants is the next sign that he called after that. Mm -hmm. If it was a two, then, of course, it was the second sign after that. So we could mix it up. But then sometimes we felt like they were catching on to that, and then we'd do the rotation, second sign, third sign, because then you could give the same sequence of signs three times and get three different pitches. Right. You could go two, one, three, and it could be a curveball. And the next time you're going off the second sign, the two, one, three is a fastball, and the next time a two, one, three is a slider. Mm-hmm. Or two one four, then you do a change it. I mean, it's depending on how many pitches you threw. Me curveballs, kind of like oh, uh, the guy from Major League. Um, oh, it's Serrano. Serrano, yeah. Who couldn't Pedro. hit a curveball. Couldn't hit a curveball. I couldn't throw one to save my life. Yeah, Vaughn. Every now and then, I would throw one, and it would be beautiful. And I'd be like, oh, "Don't tell me I finally figured that out." And then I throw another one. I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> Yeah, that is that is Vaughn's biggest weakness. He figured out how to how to throw a slurve in college. More like a slider slash curve, kind of like a slurve, but but he didn't ever have an actual curveball. Now his fastball would tail, which meant when it got it right tailed up to, into a right-handed pitcher. Yeah, and uh, so that, if I threw it a certain way, I can throw it to where it didn't do that too. Right, but if you don't know what a ball tailing means, it means that it flies straight, and then at the last minute. It curves in one direction or the other. Yeah, kind of like a cutter. It'll move a little bit, not a whole lot, just enough to when a guy goes to swing at it, mm -hmm. it's gonna. If he doesn't see that spin and tell it's gonna do that, it'll miss the meat part of the bat. Right. So it's a little bit tougher to get good wood so, on. So, so when when Vaughn would throw a fastball, it didn't just go straight, straight. down the center. Right. It went. Straight and then last second curved. I mean, I got the slider good enough. I've actually buckled a few guys, mm -hmm. and that's one of the best feelings. And that's what I love so much about when they put that in the in the movie for the love of the game. Mm -hmm. When this guy was totally not expecting a curveball, he threw that curveball and it started at the guy's head. And you and that's one of the best feelings as a pitcher when you throw a good breaking ball and you see the guy bailing out because they think it's coming at his head and then it curves in for a strike. And I used to love that even more as a catcher. Because as a catcher, when that would happen to a batter, I would start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where are you going? Do we need to get you a seatbelt? Keep you in there or what, man? Come on. <laughs> Love All right. It. Tell your story about Duke. Uh, Nuke oh, Nuke Lelouch. Okay. Eddie uh, Nuke Lelouch from uh, Bull Durham, right? Oh, what is it's, his uh, name? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. He was married okay. to Susan or He was with Susan Sarandon right, for like 50 anyway, years. But anyway. We... Um, in college in Houston, uh, one day there's a batting cage that's like right past our fence. I mean, a couple hundred yards down, there was a batting, like a public mm -hmm. batting cage. 
And uh, I don't know what movie it was that they were filming, but they were filming a scene for a movie with Tim Robbins in it, right? And one of our guys went to go get a foul ball hit out, and he come back, and he goes, dude, you all freaking believe this. We're like, what? And they're like, Nuclelucia's over there. And we're like, what? <laughs> and then we started looking, and we all went to the fence to look, and sure enough, Tim Robbins is over there filming some part of some movie at this batting cage. And I still don't know what movie this is. But the, the guys filming the movie um, came over to the field and asked us to keep it down <laughs> and be quiet because we were all yelling, Nuke! Nuke! <laughs> and at one point, he actually acknowledged us, which was like the, one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> but he acknowledged us and waved at us. We're like, hell yeah, woo! <laughs> but yeah, they finally just came over there and said, can y'all keep it down? We're trying to film this for a movie. And we're like, oh, fine. <laughs> Well, we were all very excited to see Nuclear Lucian. <laughs> and we are like yelling, where's Crash? <laughs> well, Crash is off on a on a uh, ranch in Minnesota. I mean, in uh, Montana now. If you want to know where he is. I know you don't watch Yellowstone. One of these days, I'm going to oh, have okay. to go through like, Yellowstone. What the hell are you talking about? <clears throat> I know you don't watch it, but I think Kevin Costner was actually made to play that role. Even right. though he does it with a Batman voice. I don't know why, you know, my guys get out, get out and they start talking like this, talking like they're Batman. I don't get it. They're trying to sound tough and gravelly and just, right. just use your just use your real voice, dude. Everybody knows what it sounds like. But, oh my gosh, we have actually made it to the end of this podcast. <laughs> really? This is the worst podcast we've ever done. I think we've had some fun. <laughs> I didn't even get to tell about the alumni game, though. That's sad. We'll tell about the alumni game on the next one, okay? That's what we said last time. Oh, well, write it down. It, it is wrote written down. He's had too down. many. He's had too many it's beers. Written down. Look, he doesn't. He doesn't even know his um, words. Why there wasn't an alumni baseball game for a couple years after I graduated high school. Next, next week we will talk about why there was. How no much alumni. time? What are we at? We're at fifty-eight minutes. Oh damn! Yeah, we don't have time to tell it right now. Fine. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around this long. <laughs> Right. the world's worst podcast. <laughs> well, we didn't have a direction this time. We really didn't. It was We were just flying by the seat of our pants. It's just rabbit holes and... Rat cages. Right. It's It was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Vaughn has a Twitter now. I do, but I don't know what it is. And he needs followers. It's Vaughn Shay 0129. Hang yep. on. Let is me it? double check. I don't know if it's 129 or 0129. Let me check it. Um, do I have Twitter on my phone? I don't know if you have Twitter on your phone. My son's here. Do you see the Twitter app anywhere? I don't think oh. he... Hang on. How can I look at what my... Vaughn. Hang on. I'm looking for Capital it. V and then lowercase A-U-G-H-N. Capital S and then lowercase H-E-A. Uh-huh. 0129. Zero, one, zero, one, so Vaughn Shea 0129. <gasps> I have a follower. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's you. me. <laughs> we need to get Vaughn oh, some and followers. You, you set up this thing, and uh, it's got so much crap on here now. I've got a. That's what Twitter is. It's a bunch of crap. But uh, there's a stuff I don't give there's a baseball, rat's patootie about. But there's baseball stuff on there. You would like baseball stuff. But anyway, so Vaughn Shay on one two nine, Cricket Shay, at Twitter, the Shay's Lounge on Twitter, the Shay's Lounge on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I think we're done. <laughs> we will see you next week, and we love you. See you next time. <laughs>